Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Speaking of Biden, today he held campaign events in Palm Beach and Miami. Biden in Miami feels right. Everyone in Palm Beach was excited to see Biden. They were like, finally, some young blood. Hey. Even that's not true. (laughs) But he did go down for a couple of fundraisers. Palm Beach and Miami. It was a big outing for him. They told him he was on vacation. Gave him a lawn chair to drag around. You know, a beach chair. He's not very good at that. Even though they weigh about five ounces. Now, what's he going to do about Iran? Killing American troops, you see, now... He has agreed, the White House has agreed that Joe Biden will go to Dover Air Force Base for what they call the dignified transfer of remains of three Americans killed by Iran in Jordan. Americans there fighting ISIS because radical Islam is everywhere. And uh, Joe Biden and the the Democrats, they just want to make sure that Iran doesn't become angry. You won't like them when they're angry. Uh, Let's wait until they have an arsenal of nuclear weapons, which they're well on their way to achieving, and ballistic missiles, because the Obama administration and Barack Hussein Obama himself made sure with which they call the JCPOA, the worst name for a bad deal ever, Hey, sure, you guys can continue to spin centrifuges and enrich uranium to your heart's delight. We'll put fake fake caps on it. But you go ahead and do that in military locations where we will not be given access and inspectors can never check. Oh, and by all means, continue developing the capabilities of your ballistic missile program as you write death to America on the nose cones and test your ballistic missiles. Death to Israel, the little Satan, the great Satan. Your Democrat Party. What will they do? What will they do? Now, I've been talking this morning about the mayhem that is Washington, D.C., the uh, violent carjacking sprees, the the uh, criminal who shot in the head a Trump administration official who is now on life support and may or may not make it. But the uh, news media doesn't really care about it. The Washington Post wrote the story and never mentioned that the man was a Trump administration official, because why would they, of course? That's not on their list of things to care about. And besides, people get shot in the head in Washington, D.C. every day, and nobody does anything about it. Carjackings doubled between 2022 and 2023. More than 950, 950 carjackings in our 61-square-mile city in 2023. Mike Gill of the... Trump administration left in critical condition and not looking good. Now, at the same time, in New York City, perhaps you've heard of it, our most populous city, it is, uh, it's complete pandemonium as well. A uh, 
a mob of illegal alien men of military age, not families, not with their wives or their girlfriends or their kidnapped children that they used as excuses. They're, you know, they, if they're child sex traffickers, they already sold the children off to snuff film manufacturers. But, but never mind that. In New York City, police officers attacked violently, naturally, how else would you be attacked, by a gang of illegal alien men in New York City. And this goes to Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas. This goes to the open borders. This goes to the Democrat Party, the party of illegal aliens. Just extraordinary stuff. Um, Four migrants beat up NYPD officers, the headline reads, in Times Square, later released without bail. Without bail, no bail for you. No, you're free to go. You're an illegal alien gang member violently attacking the NYPD just off of Times Square. And when the police break their necks to go arrest them, they bring them in and the Democrats laugh and wave them out the door. Get back out there and murder people this time. Might as well be what they're saying. Cops allegedly beaten by rowdy migrant mob. When migrant mob is a generous euphemism near Times Square with suspects later freed without bail. The New York Post has this story. The New York Times does not. The Washington Post does not. I'm sure CNN is not reporting it. So this is an amazing story. In the New York Post, shocking video captured the moments a migrant mob pounded a pair of cops near Times Square over the weekend, and then they sat on it for a couple of days. But the busted, cowardly suspects were still released back onto the street without bail, sources tell the New York Post. Footage shows NYPD officers and a lieutenant initially telling the migrants to move along around 8.30 p.m. Saturday on West 42nd Street. On the avenue, I'm taking you to 42nd Street. Bring an AR-15 on 42nd Street in Manhattan before things quickly got rowdy as a scuffle breaks out between the cops and a suspect who is wrestled to the ground. That's when the rest of the punks converge on the officers, raining kicks on the head and the body of a pair of New York's finest as the cops rumble with their pal, you see, whose yellow sweatshirt is completely torn off in the melee. The video shows the two officers left on the ground as the pack runs east on 42nd Street towards 7th Avenue and gets away, though not for long. Police initially busted four of the asylum-seeking thugs. Asylum? I'd, I'd deport them by catapult along our southern border. Identified by sources as Darwin Andres Gomez Ezekiel, 19, Kelvin Servat Arocha, 19, Juarez Wilson, 21, and Yorman Reveron, 24. They're all illegal aliens. Now, are they turned over to ICE for deportation when they mob attack NYPD? No, Democrats say, you're free to go without bail. All four were charged with assault, presumably assault on police officers, and released without bail. You know, their uh, court date for coming into the country illegally is probably eight years from now. So a fifth suspect, Joha Boda, 
22, was arrested Monday night and charged with attempted assault on a police officer, according to police sources. Manhattan District Attorney's Office, George Soros, radical leftist, anti-police, pro-crime district attorney, is still investigating the incident and reviewing additional video of the alleged assault, but the criminals, the illegal aliens, are back on the streets. The two assaulted cops, who were not identified, suffered minor injuries and were treated at the scene. Sure, one sustained cuts to the face, while the other had bruising to the body, according to police sources. One of the men, Reveron, has two open cases in Manhattan for assault and robbery, and they still let him go without bail. Illegal alien. Two other cases, one for assault, one for robbery. Then he attacks police officers, and he's an illegal alien, and he's arrested again, and he's put back on the street by Democrats who are filthy, criminal-loving animals and without bail, because why would you want bail? Why would you want these guys in jail? In November, he allegedly punched, pushed, and uh, roughed up a Nordstrom Rack employee who caught him shoplifting a $130 item from the Union Square store's display rack, according to law enforcement. What is that a problem? Because Democrats are pro-shoplifting. And in a lot of jurisdictions, they, they say that you can steal $950 worth of stuff from any store belonging to anybody. A little immigrant person who moved here 10 years ago and is working hard to run a business, you can go rob them blind. Each person can steal $950 worth of loot and not face any charges because Democrats love crime and criminals and hate the police. Last month, Reveron also allegedly punched with a closed fist, closed, uh, punched with a closed fist, a loss prevention officer, loss prevention officer at the Herald Square Macy's uh, store. Uh, loss prevention officer is looking for Democrats who are stealing everything. You see, sure and uh, trying to pull off a robbery with two other suspects. Sure, no problem. Attacks on police officers are becoming an epidemic, and the reason is a revolving door we're seeing in cases like this one, said Police Benevolent Association President Patrick Hendry in a statement. It is impossible for police officers to deal effectively with crime, crime and disorder in the justice system, and, it, and the justice system can't or won't protect us while we're doing that work. Police, that's the police union, of course. The shocking incident is just the latest example of asylum seekers running about uh, afoul of the law in the Big Apple, New York City, since migrants began flooding into the five boroughs in the spring of 2022 because of Joe Biden and the Democrats and their dedication to making the United States unrecognizable. They want to make sure that we are a non-English-speaking country filled with people hostile to our country and our culture that don't come from families where their, their men have served in the Vietnam War and the Korean War, World War II and World War I to protect and defend our country, people that put their lives on the line. Now a bunch of gang members from Central America will be the dominant cultural feature in America, thanks to Democrats. More than 172,000 migrants from the south of the U.S. border 
have flooded into New York City over that span of time, with more than 67,000 still housed in city shelters and hotels. Isn't that amazing? Small percentage of the asylum seekers have been tied to crimes, including the fatal stabbing of a 24-year-old migrant at a city shelter on Randall's Island on January 7th. Amazing stuff. Now, we also had the nice uh, lady testifying on Capitol Hill about two weeks ago, I guess, whose 20-year-old autistic daughter was raped and murdered by an MS-13 member. And all of this is perfectly normal. Now, again, this guy has been arrested twice already for assault and for robbery. And he was put back on the street both times. Then he's arrested over the weekend for violently attacking NYPD officers as part of a violent mob of all illegal alien men of military age. And they released him onto the streets again without bail because the Democrat Party is murdering the United States of America. They're committing cultural suicide, but that's because they're hostile to our culture. Pretty amazing stuff. And there is video of it. And our news media... They could care less because they're anti-police and pro-crime. I'm telling you, man, oh, man. The, uh, the Some New York media, who's the New York media that did cover it? Good Day New York, Fox 5. Yeah, the Fox Channel in New York did a little bit of coverage on it, uh, but the rest of the media could care less. Five men who attacked the NYPD are now facing a slew of charges, but they're free to walk around. The suspects were quickly released after they were arrested. Quickly released after they were arrested, sure. And in Washington, D.C., we've got the mayhem here and uh, carjacking sprees and criminals being gunned down by the police, thankfully, and and um, a Trump administration official shot in the head, uh, teetering on the edge on life support now because... The Democrats, Mike Gill, on life support, good man, three kids, waiting to pick up his wife. His wife came out to find him bleeding on the ground. And uh, will he make it? I don't know. But in Washington, D.C., it's you know, it's on the it's front page news, which is quite rare on the A-sectional of the Washington Post today. But they don't mention that Mike Gill was a Trump administration official because, you know, then the Democrats would all hate him and and wish him harm. Uh, Washington, D.C., crime spree mayhem. Yeah, right here on K Street is where it all started. And from what we understand, uh, the victim, identified as Mike Gill by his family, was just sitting in his car waiting to pick somebody up when the suspect got his wife. in. And then there was a struggle and gunfire. Now, we do know Gill is pretty well known around the D.C. area. Not only uh, was he a former member of the D.C. Board of Elections and the vice president for capital markets at the Housing Policy Council, he also worked for the Commodities Futures Trading Commission under the Trump administration. Now, his family told Fox 5 that Mike is an amazing husband, father, friend, and colleague who adores his wife and three children. He is currently in critical condition. Yes, sir. Yeah, Washington, D.C. needs to be taken out of the hands of the Democrat Party. And Congress needs to take... That's how awful it's gotten. Even Congress could do a better job of running this city than the Democrats that have been elected again and again to do so, the anti-Semites, the racists, the defund the police morons that are running this city into the wall. Extraordinary stuff. 
Hey, Joe Biden is going to visit East Palestine, Ohio at long last. You'll never believe what the mayor of East Palestine has to say about that. That's coming up. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, let's uh, let's take another phone call, Michael. Uh, I get uh, Joe Biden going to East Palestine and the mayor's funny comment coming up. Let's go to Howard calling from Manassas, Virginia. Howard, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Holy mackerel. That's good timing. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris. So, look, I told your call screener, I've worked and played soccer with these Latinos there for 20, 30 years. There is no respect. I'm mean, just give you an example. You go to the soccer field that's covered with Latinos. Two cops walk around, and there's fear is not the word I'd use, but respect. And these guys now, I mean, it just pisses you off. You see them coming in. That we're trying to help them, supposedly, and they don't care. And they're treating the authorities with no respect because they see what's happening by the other folks that are doing it, and they let them get away with it. You get that Omar crazy woman the other day saying what she said to her fellow whatever country she's from and Muslims never mentions America. Right. I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. But, you know, I'm a Christian first and foremost, and then many other things, and an American. But, you know, she doesn't even mention America. So, I mean, the, the whole lack of crap you see coming out of this, and it stems, it stems from Democrats just like a spoiled child letting people get away with it. These illegals coming in see it, and they jump right in. But it still surprises me because the last thing most Spanish want to do is to draw any attention to themselves. The guys I know and work with, the last thing they want to do is to do anything that draws attention. They wouldn't even dream of treating a police officer with disrespect, much less fighting and pounding and doing all this other crap they're doing. Well, the waves of illegal aliens that the Democrats are facilitating include gang members and human traffickers and child sex traffickers and fentanyl smugglers and cartel members, and the tattoos give a lot of it away, and the mobs you of— You mean Trump was right? Yeah, yeah, I do mean uh, Trump was right. And, you know, let me say that these illegals give legal immigrants a bad name. I am 100% in favor of a million legal immigrants, which is what we do every year— the United States from all over the world. Uh, but we should, oh, wait, I've got an Ilhan Omar since you brought her up, Somali uh, update. Ron DeSantis has some key words for her. Uh, but these illegals give legal immigrants a bad name. Now, the Chicago Sun-Times has the story today. Three, three charged in scheme to direct migrants, a gang of migrants to shoplift in an organized way in exchange for fake IDs. This is Joe Biden's fault. This is the fault of Alejandro Mayorkas, 
who is one step closer to impeachment yesterday, not that he'll ever be removed because the Lizard King is in charge of the U.S. Senate. The Cook County Sheriff's Office has arrested the leaders of an alleged identity fraud ring that targeted migrants, meaning illegal aliens, and fueled a rise in downtown retail theft. All the businesses should leave. Three Mexican nationals, oh no, had directed recent Venezuelan migrants fleeing socialism, the glories of socialism, to steal items from Magnificent Mile stores, uh, Michigan Avenue, beautiful area, used to be before the Democrats made crime the order of the day and defunded the police and demonized the police in exchange for identity cards that would allow them to get jobs, Sheriff Tom Dirt said on Tuesday. Police discovered the pattern after speaking to dozens of migrants, illegal aliens, with nearly identical stories, the sheriff said. They were being told to either to steal things to get money or specifically directed to steal specific things to either buy or trade for social security cards or American permanent residency cards, the sheriff said. The ID fraud ring is a sign of a bigger problem. We have no illusions that this is the only one thing going on out there uh, because there are these rings all over the place. And it's the Democrat Party that is the criminal organization behind the curtain uh, driving all of this, just by the way. You're a Democrat. But you may, you may remember uh, Donald Trump got in big trouble when he said, remember, they're not sending their best, the uh, illegal aliens coming across our border. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Some, I assume, are good people. You know, if you're a good person and you want to immigrate to the United States, then do so legally. Um, we don't need, uh, you know, I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, that the, uh, the Democrat Party and Joe Biden, the Biden administration, is the biggest catastrophe since the What's the last Democrat president that was this much of a catastrophe? I think it might be Jefferson Davis, honestly. Now, let's go, because we learned that Joe Biden is going to East Palestine, where they had the train derailment on February 3rd of last year. It's now, of course, January 31st of this year, just in case you're a Democrat trying to follow along. I know it can be challenging. February 3rd of last year or so, just about just about a year ago, had this tragic train derailment with the chemical, and it was just, and I'm looking at pictures of it now, an absolute calamity. And Joe Biden was like, yeah, yeah, screw them. They didn't vote for me. They can all die as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, just barely. I uh, Pete Buttigieg is our Secretary of Transportation because he checks a box. You know, he was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, which has a population smaller than the population of the villages in Florida, America's friendliest hometown, you know, the retirement villages. And George Stephanopoulos, a Democrat operative, 
off of Capitol Hill and the Clinton administration, and then suddenly uh, 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 a multimillion-dollar journalist. They had the Democrat George Stephanopoulos uh, fluffing Pete Boot Edge Edge. The administration has come under some fire for its response. The mayor of East Palestine has said it took nearly two weeks for the White House to contact him. There were shouts of, where's Pete Buttigieg at a town hall meeting last week. Uh, what's your response to that? When are you going to go to East Palestine? Yeah, when are you going to go to East Palestine? He pronounced it correctly. Joe Biden still can't do that because his brain is no good, no good at all. That was... Uh, in February uh, on the 21st, so uh, about three weeks after the train derailment there, and Pete Boot Edge Edge, the transportation secretary, still hadn't been there. He eventually got there much later for a photo op. He was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Look, I was mayor of my hometown for eight years. We dealt with a lot of disasters, natural and human. Sure you did. And one of the things I noticed very quickly is that there's two kinds of people who show up when you have that kind of disaster experience. People who are there because they have a specific job to do and are there to get something done. And people who are there to look good and have their picture taken. When I go, it will be about action on rail safety, like the actions that we are calling on Congress to help us with, that we're calling on industry to take and that we are undertaking ourselves as a department to help make sure that these kinds of things don't happen in the future. The media. Thanks for your time this morning. Pete Buttigieg, thanks for your time this morning. I can't wait to fluff you next. That was Stefan. I got to tell you, being a Democrat is completely different. Yeah, there there are two kinds of disasters. And now he dealt with so many disasters in South Bend, Indiana, natural disasters and man-made disasters. What a crock. And the fluffer there, the diminutive George Stephanopoulos, just as, oh, what an honor it's been to fluff you today. Somebody pass me my chapstick. I Honestly, I need more lube over here, people. I need more lube. The, uh, that is your media when you're a Democrat. Uh, 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 uh. You may remember that President Trump went there in February of last year, February 23rd. And Joe Biden still hasn't been there. What's your message to Joe Biden before you leave? Get over here. Get over here was President Trump's message to Joe Biden. Joe Biden still has not visited, of course, because, you know. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Then, uh, what is it now? Uh, ten months later? Mm-mm-mm. Nine months later, in September of 2023, last year, just a few months ago, Joe Biden was asked about visiting East Palestine, and he still can't even pronounce it. Well, I haven't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. There's a lot going on here, and I just haven't been able to break. It's going to be a while. But uh, we're making sure that East Palestine has what they need. He's a liar, and anybody there will uh, tell you this liar. There was a a resident of East Palestine, not East Palestine, which is where Hamas lives. But never mind that. Uh, East Palestine, Ohio resident DJ Yokely on Fox News early this morning. I don't know if he's going to be any more uh, confused than we are of why he's showing up a year later. Um, you know, it, it's been really frustrating from a standpoint of leadership. You know, we, we, he's elected into a position of leadership to lead the free world. Um, we see everything that he's doing across, you know, the different countries. But as American citizens, we understand that there's nothing that he's done for us and nothing that this administration has done for us other than say that he'll be coming, he'll be coming. Right. Well, you know, it's the resilience of the American people that has kept East Palestine moving forward and moving the chains. And, and we can't thank them enough. 
Now the White House says, and uh, good for him, now the White House says that Joe Biden will visit at long last. It uh, Again, the one-year anniversary is in three days of this chemical train disaster there. And now they say February 3rd of 2023, and now they say Joe Biden will will deign to visit, and uh, maybe he'll learn to pronounce the name of the town by then, but but it seems unlikely. Now, the mayor there, they've got a great mayor in East Palestine, Mayor Trent Conaway. Trent Conaway was told that Joe Biden would be visiting at long last a year later, and Mayor Trent Conaway hilariously and brilliantly said, my personal opinion, the best time for him to come would be February of 2025 when he's on his book tour. That is a great line by East Palestine, Ohio, Mayor Trent Conaway. I'm sorry, what? You mean he's going to be out of office in February of 2025 after being voted out and President Trump coming back in and he'll be on his fake book tour after somebody else writes a book for him and Random House gives him a $40 million deal for a book that he hasn't even read, much less written, uh, because that's the Democrat machine. Conaway also told Fox News, the president is always welcome in our town, adding, that being said, I don't know what he would do here now, which is pretty good stuff. I'd vote for this mayor. He should run for Congress. So finally, he's getting to East Palestine, which he still can't pronounce. Isn't he amazing? Yes, he is. Man, oh man, I am telling you. Just extraordinary. Your Democrat Party. All right, let's uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, let's go to a phone call, Michael. Let's go to let's go to Jim calling from Naperville, Illinois, outside of Chicago, the great WLS. Jimmy, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, is uh, uh, it's a pleasure listening to you on uh, WMAL. Because uh, WLS, unfortunately, uh, bumps you guys out once in a while. and So I just go straight to WMAL. They have a better lineup uh, all day long. My but mothership anyhow, my uh, mothership station in Washington, D.C. And it's true, WLS doesn't carry my first hour uh, on a daily basis. I know. Yeah. That. Yeah. And, that, and that, too. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, listen, you know what we need? Uh, you remember uh, James Brady, who got shot in the head. I certainly uh, do. I, I, knew, I knew him personally, yes. And uh, the Brady Bill, that was a consequence of that. Well, you know what we need is a Gill Bill uh, for this uh, Trump official who got tragically shot. And uh, we need to uh, clean up Washington somehow, whether it means reconfiguring the way that uh, Washington is run, like you suggested, uh, if it takes acts of Congress, you know, an act of Congress to uh, change the court system or the way the, uh, the, the entire Washington uh, structure is. Uh, or short of that, maybe possibly even just uh, a mandatory, uh, uh, you know, 500k uh, bail. Uh, you do not get uh, no bail, uh, or uh, you don't get to get let go after an attempted uh, carjacking. Uh, and uh, if and uh, and a mandatory maybe five year, ten year sentence. Yeah, know? yeah, and, for uh, an armed carjacking. Cool. Yeah, it's completely out of control. And the idiots who are all Democrats and all idiots that run this city should not only be removed from office. I mean, honestly, home rule was a bad idea for Washington, D.C. It's corrupt. It's stupid. It's ignorant. uh, And our leaders should probably be in prison rather than in office. 
It's a disgraceful city. It's the capital city of the United States of America. And honestly, it's time that Congress acted and took away home rule, which they have the authority to do. This is supposed to be a federal district, and the whole concept of home rule is just out of line. The Washington Post today says, a D.C. City Council breakfast on Tuesday, that's yesterday, Mayor Muriel Bowser, left-wing Democrat, called for a full reset of the city's criminal justice system as she urged lawmakers to pass the Secure D.C. Uh, omnibus Bill. It's always an omnibus bill, which is set for a vote next week. She said the legislation would toughen gun laws and make it easier for police to do their jobs. You know, in the meantime, uh, police, and look, we're hearing this out of Montgomery County and Jason as well, uh, Jim, and that's in Maryland across the line from Washington, D.C. The Democrats have so corrupted policing and the justice system. They use the word justice all the time. Social justice, environmental justice, you know, pony justice, whatever. They've got all this, these fake ideas of justice, but they don't know what the word means. What they do is they strip police of their authorities. They reduce the number of police on the street. They threaten the police with prison themselves for doing their jobs because they love criminals and they love crime. It's the only conclusion that any rational person could come to. It seems like all their sons and half their daughters are criminals. They've got teenage girls carjacking people. They murdered that immigrant man, two teenage girls carjacking an immigrant man. I think he was from Pakistan. He's an Uber driver, and they dragged him to his death and murdered him in carjackings. And honestly, Jim, it's all treated like it's just no big deal. Just keep walking, don't notice, don't say anything. And this crime bill in the D.C. City Council is being promoted by pro-crime people. They're not pro-police. They're anti-police. We're down, what are we down, 500 police officers. Again, we're only 61 square miles. And we're down 500 police officers in Washington, D.C. I was texting with a police officer friend today who was talking about being downtown yesterday and hearing about these shootings and carjackings all over downtown, the business district, the part that's supposed to be civilized. But the Democrats have fixed that. They brought crime to all the best neighborhoods of the city so that all rational people are fleeing. I haven't yet fled. But, uh, Jim, you know, I I like the idea of the Gill Bill because of the shooting of this Trump administration official, Mike Gill, in Washington, D.C., shot him in the head. He's on life support. And it's time that we took our cities back from the criminals, and that means the Democrat Party. That's a fact. Jim, Jim, Jim. Thank you, buddy. And, uh, yeah, the WML uh, line. WML is my mothership. It is where I'm broadcasting from, even as I speak, in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Then later today, I'll go downtown, a couple blocks from where Mike Gill was shot yesterday, and come back on Connecticut Avenue, where another man was shot at rush hour on Connecticut Avenue yesterday. And I know a lot of police officers, they'd like to enforce the law, but the Democrats are a a lynch mob, and they're coming after the police, not the criminals, like in New York. A mob of illegal aliens, including one who's already been arrested twice for other crimes, and they let him go without bail. The Democrat Party needs to be disbanded, and the District of Columbia needs to be taken away from the Democrat Party. Even the Congress couldn't screw things up this badly.
All right, I'm looking at the big board here. Right, I've got uh, I got I, I got Kamala coming up. She got fluffed again yesterday. God, it's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Ron DeSantis on Ilhan Omar, great stuff. John Fetterman's wife is MIA, and Sonia Sotomayor job is too tough for her. She she should probably be removed from the Supreme Court. Uh, right now, let's go to let's go to Jim. Uh, also calling from the great state of Illinois, the land of Lincoln. Jim, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Very well, Jim. What do you say? Well, I'm calling from Orland Park, where I had the privilege of meeting you last June at the uh, Crystal Free Country Club. Excellent. And, uh, I just wanted to tell you. I just wanted to tell you that um, Diaper Full Joe is probably going to Palestine because he thinks he's going to broker a deal between the Palestinians and the Israelis. <laughs> He's going to, he thinks East Palestine, because he calls it East Palestine, not East Palestine. He is the last one left calling it East Palestine. And his brain is so disconnected from reality. He has no idea what happened there nearly a year ago now. But he knows there was something on the news about Palestine. And he knows he's on the side of the terrorists and not those pesky Jews. Am I right? That's right. Joe. And he's a, he's a peacemaker. Remember, he was Mr. Foreign Policy. He was sold to us, Jim, by the news media, which is the most corrupt institution in America, as Mr. Foreign Policy. How do you think he's doing so far? Oh, he's doing a great job. He's got his lunch bucket with him, and he's got his, <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a shotgun that he used to shoot off of his balcony to protect Jill. Remember back then? Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, that was his advice to people protecting their homes. Go out on your balcony, because everybody has a balcony. And empty your double-barrel shotgun so you're standing there with an empty shotgun. He is, uh, he is about the dumbest man, I think, that has ever o- occupied the office of uh, president. Am I right? You are right. And I love the comment that the uh, governor of East Palestine had for him. That's perfect. Yeah, the mayor, yeah, the mayor of East Palestine. Just, uh, just great. Yeah. Come by in February of 2025 when you're on your book tour. After you've been kicked out of the office of the president of the United States. What'd you call him? Diaper Phil Joe? Diaper Phil Joe? That's that's pretty good. Jim, thank you very kindly. That was a great event in Orland Park last year. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.